0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Now, last week, uh, I taught a lesson uh, called um, Our Place in God. And, And it's important that we take our place in God. Remember, because one of the things I mentioned was if we don't take our rightful place in God, somebody else will take it from us and use it against us. Amen. And tonight I want to teach on the gift of God. And both of these lessons are kind of precursors to uh, a subject that we're going to talk about in the next couple weeks or so. And it's based on a a book that I've been reading um, from a Christian author, and his name is John Bevere. And uh, the, the title of the book is Breaking Intimidation. Breaking Intimidation. And so tonight we're going to talk about the gift of God. The gift of God. Now 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 says, Therefore I remind you, to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So when we talk about the Bible, we talk about the um, New Testament, the church, and uh, being born again. Uh, the Bible talks about um, being born of the water and the Spirit. The Bible talks about repentance, baptism, and, f- and filling of the Holy Spirit. And these are things, when we talk about the gift of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, same thing, um, this is something that every believer in God should receive, Jesus said, and must receive, Jesus said. He said, you must be born again, and uh, everybody, uh, you know, he talked about a, uh, comparing the Spirit to like a river of living water, he said that, you know, everyone that believes uh, should receive, and so we should and must receive this gift of the Holy Ghost in order to be born again and have Christ in us. Because it's important. It's not enough to know about Christ. It's not enough to read about Him or somebody tell us about Him. Uh, we want Him inside of us. And that's the beautiful part. And so though God's people all receive the Holy Ghost um, you know, the same way, um, and evidence the same way as far as it's for everybody, the Spirit of God. Uh, God's no, uh, you know, respecter of persons. He doesn't show partiality. If he'll give it to one, he'll give it to anybody. There's no big eyes and little U's um, in God's eyes. Anybody that's hungry, anybody that respects his word and knows it's real and goes after it, you can have it. Amen. And so. Although everyone, you know, receives the Spirit, um, you know, it's the same Spirit that we all receive, and we receive it in the same manner, with the same evidence. Uh, God, through that Spirit that we receive, gives each of His people a specific and unique gift through that Spirit so that they can function, because the church is also referred to as the body of Christ, right? Right. He's the head and we're the body. And the body is, you know, worldwide. It's a group of people that believe in God, follow him. Um, and so we're part of the body, part of the church. And so he gives us gift or gifts, you know, through that spirit that I just talked about to uh, that's specific and unique to us. Because just like our fingerprints, are, nobody's fingerprints are the same, and, you know, no, nobody's like DNA is the same. you take a hair follicle, it's not, it's not going to be the same. And even, uh, you know, they have like a retina scan, you know, where you go up and, you know, all futuristic scan your eye, you know, to get into your, you know, piggy bank. So you can go, you know, McDonald's or something. Um, you know, your retina is not even the same. And so the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has a unique and special gift through that spirit for each and every one of his people. And it's for a particular purpose because everybody, there's one body worldwide that's called the church, but there's individual parts of that body. And we are all individually part of, uh, you know, every single person collectively make up the body of Christ. And we all have specific gifts that God has given us um, to help us function in our part of the body that he has made us. Now, Timothy, God told uh, Timothy through Paul, uh, Paul said, I remind you to stir up the gift that's in you through the laying out of my hands. So uh, Paul didn't tell Timothy that he needed to get a gift. He said, you already have a gift. And I'm just going to, you know, he said, I'm going to pray for you, lay hands on you. to, And I want you to stir that up and that word stir is kind of like, you know, if you've ever been in like camping or campfire and that fire starts going down and you stir it up, you get a stick or something like that and you start like doing this or, you know, getting get some kind of a, something to fan the flames, like some kind of cardboard or whatever to get those coals going so you can add a little bit more wood on there. That, the word stir up literally uh, uh, means to rekindle and reignite That gift that you already have, that God has given us. And so the gift he's talking about is a spiritual endowment, a talent, an ability that comes through his spirit so that we can function in the body of Christ in a specific way to um, for our purpose. And you know, my purpose is different than your purpose, is different than somebody else's purpose. Now, 1 Peter 4, verse 10 says, as each one has received a gift, so he says, each one's received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So we each receive a gift, and it's for the purpose uh, to minister to serve others. It's not to, like, this gift is just for me, and I'm hogging it all to myself, and, you know, sorry, you know, God gave it to me, and I'm only going to use it all myself. No, it's to bless and minister others, because we're part of the body of Christ, and it's to help the body, and it's also even to you know God will use that gift to bless you know unbelievers, non-believers that we're trying to be a light for, to try to reach for. So Peter lets us know in this verse there's three three uh, facets uh, uh, of this um, this gift, uh, uh, this talent, this ability. Uh, number one, number one, every child of God receives a gift. Number two, the gift is not ours. We are merely stewards of it to use to help others. And then number three, it's uh, the gift is a portion of God's manifold grace. So let's talk about these three one at a time. So the gift is um, every child of God receives some type of a gift or talent or ability to, to to be a benefit to the rest of the body. So we've all been given a unique gift to use as a particular purpose for in his kingdom. Now his kingdom is not heaven. That that's ultimately the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God on earth is the church. And 1 Corinthians 7:7 7, 7 said each has each person has his own gift from God. One person has this gift and another person has that gift. So it's all unique. And 1 Corinthians 12:11 said it is the one and only spirit talking about that spirit we're talking about, one spirit that we all received in this very similar fashion said, who distributes all these gifts. That spirit distributes the gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And that doesn't mean I can't pray and ask God, like I see someone else have a a talent or this, that I can pray, because the Bible said desire spiritual gifts. Pray for them. But uh, also, whatever God has given us, we need to find that out, say, Lord, what What ability have you given me through your spirit? What what can I contribute uh, to the kingdom of God? And just walk in that and and let God use you in that. The second part is the gift is not ours. We're merely stewards of it. Now, the word steward means we're like an administrator of the gift. We're a manager, overseer uh, of somebody else's property or affairs. So this gift was given by God to us. And so it's really not ours, it's not for us necessarily, we are uh, managing someone else's affairs or property, that's God's gifts. Uh, so we don't own this gift, it belongs to God, but it's important that we seek after God to find out, Lord, what is what is my gift, what is my contribution to the kingdom of God? And it can it start off small, it can start off, you know, a lot of gifts are behind the scenes. Amen. Just like Jesus talked about praying. When you pray, you know, going to, you know, we talked, that was in the um, one of the Gospels, I believe Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, when you pray, he said, go into your closet, you know, and God who sees in secret shall reward you open. So prayer is like a behind the scenes kind of thing. And some people are gifted in prayer because there's a ministry of prayer. There's intercessory prayer. People are used mightily in prayer. And not that we, all we all should pray, and, and prayer should be for everybody, but some people are gifted in prayer even above other people, and then he talked about uh, fasting. He goes, when you fast, you know, don't like, you know, blow a trumpet and, you know, tell everybody, hey, I'm fasting, you know, just wanted you to know I'm fasting. Okay, that's good. Um, You, you know, fa- fasting should just, we're just kind of doing it off to the side, you know, because he said, he said, when you fast, he said, you know, Wash your face like you normally do. Brush your teeth like you normally do. You know, you don't want, hey, I'm fasting. Well, I can tell the green cloud coming out of your mouth. You know, he, he said, you know, just because he said, because God sees you fast and he that sees in secret shall reward you openly. So, so you know, God can give you, there's a fa- fasting ministry too. And then there's giving. He talked about giving. And he said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing and he said you don't know, like ring a bell and you're not on the uh, out in the street corner in the middle of the the busy you know rush hour and say look look you know or look how much I'm giving to you know this cause or that cause because he said you have your reward you know because see if we're going to give we want to do it uh, as unto the lord because we want god to reward us cuz I'd rather I, I don't want just like pat myself on the back <laughs> okay that might be enough for somebody But that's not what God wants. God wants to give me way more than a pat on the back. He's going to bless me. So if I pray in secret, you know, and fast in secret, and he's not talking about nobody can know or it's going to be blown. You know, you might as well just, you know, forget it. Go eat a big old box of cookies and forget it. You know, you blew it. No, he's just talking about, you know what? It's between you and God, you know. So those are things. And there's even, you know, giving ministries or whatever. There's people are... Are blessed in many ways, but what I'm saying is some things are behind the scenes. Some things aren't. You know, a lot of there's a lot of gifts and things that God uses talents and abilities that that are not up front. You know, that are not you know necessarily known. Um, but First Corinthians twelve seven said a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other, and that's the that's the good part about it. Now. Jesus talked about a parable. Remember, a parable is a story um, that is, you know, um, kind of an object lesson or whatever, uh, and it, it doesn't really have names in it or anything. It's just about this person or this situation or these sheep or these, this this vineyard. So he gave a parable of a man who owned property and all this stuff. He had to go away on a far journey, and he had three servants that he left in charge. And said here, you know, and he gave one guy five talents and another guy two talents and another guy one talent. He said, you know, take care of business while I'm gone and make sure everything's running smooth and and I'll be back to see how you guys did. And uh, so he came back and he had them all three come up and I, I want to see how you guys did. And the guy with five said, hey, I got five more. Now I got 10. He said, well done, thou good and faithful servant, you know. You you were faithful, Matthew 25, 21. You were faithful over a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. And then the guy with two came up and said, I got two more. He said the same thing. Well done, faithful in a few things. I'll make you uh, in charge of many things. Because you see, well, why did he give one guy five and one guy two and one guy one? Because he understood that different people have different gifts, different talents, different abilities. Some can do more than others or whatever, but he didn't make any difference in the five or the two, and he wouldn't have been of the one either. If that one guy with the one would have said, hey, I got one more, he would have said the same thing. But what that guy with the one said was, you know what, I knew you were a hard guy, and I knew that, you know, uh, I, you know he just had some excuse. So he said, I took your talent that I had, I put it in a napkin, I buried it in a backyard so to speak, you know? And then I i heard you were coming. So I went and remember where it was. I dug it up, polished it up, you know, and there you go. There's what you gave me. I didn't lose anything. He said, well, that's not the point. You're supposed to do something with your talent, do something with your, because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And that's exactly what happened. He said, he, he, he told that guy, he goes, he goes, you're not a good servant. You didn't do what I asked you to do. So he said, take the one talent from the guy that had only one and give it to the guy that has 10 now. He said, well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Because God gives you a talent. He wants you to use it. Because see, his kingdom is, you know, if we need it, like everyone firing on all cylinders to, to keep the body moving and, and healthy and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Just, I mean, just think about it. If if your uh, your one of your toes on your foot just decided to go on strike and, and you know, it's like, I'm not doing anything else anymore. It's like you would have a problem. It's like, okay, everybody's got to, the rest of the body's got to stop because we have an issue down here and it's it causing me trouble walking and all this other stuff. And so it's important that everybody's doing their part with the gift that God has given. Amen. So God will take it from some, somebody that's not using it because He wants the blessing. He wants people to be, others to be blessed and God to get the glory. So God gives us these gifts for the express purpose of serving others. And whatever it is, you, you could have a, you know, uh, uh, you could have a gift of gab where you're just a, like a big talker and you could talk to anybody and you, you know, you just strike up conversation, and you, you know, that's a great thing that you could. God can use that to, uh, you know, talk to people about God and stuff. You know, strike up a conversation, or or some people have like uh, card ministries where they 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 feel pressed to send people like cards, thinking of you or you know, praying for you, kind of things or whatever. Or some people just, you know, call them up, call, call people up, you know what I was praying today and and God put me on your heart. I just wanted to call and see how you were doing. And just like a little phone ministry, you know, whatever it is, there's, those are all gifts, you know, and they're different. And then, you know, there's, there's, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So hold on a sec. Okay. So, um, we're, we're not to use them to focus on ourselves because if we do, we'll defeat the purpose of the body of Christ is for the, the edification or the building up of the whole. So the individual parts of the body work together to provide the needs for the overall body. Amen. And so the third thing is, the gift is a portion of God's manifold grace. And you know, like cars have manifolds on them. And the word manifold just means manifold. Has, a manifold basically is a thing that has a bunch of chambers in it to keep the sound down. You know, so it doesn't. Um, you don't have a, a a loud, you know, exhaust pipe or whatever. Um, and so, manifold. Think of it as manifold, diverse or various kinds. Now, Peter said, First Peter four eleven. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified. Through Jesus Christ, so Peter divides gifts up in two different categories: speaking gifts, and then there's ministry and serving gifts. So you know a lot of gifts fall into those two categories. And then Paul kind of explains some of that in Romans 12, verse four. He said, "For as we have many members in one body, talking about the people in in the church or in the body of Christ." but all members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing, we have different gifts, according to the grace that's given to us, let us use them, the gifts. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. You know, there could be a minute. You know, there could be a ministry of just hey, some people just need a good smile and and just like uh, courtesy, you know, because you know this world's going crazy and people are all whatever. And so you know, and and uh, you could just go out there and go, you know what? I don't need to know what somebody believes. I don't need to know what somebody's political affiliation is. I don't need to know this or that or whatever. That's somebody, that's a person, amen. And uh, I can smile. I can say please and thank you. I can say, how are you doing? I can say, hey, I'll see you tomorrow, or whatever. And uh, and just be nice, you know, be nice. Open doors for people, you know, let people, you know, come on out of the 7-Eleven drive through, you know, driveway or whatever, you know, while, and, you know, letting them through so, you uh, know, so you don't go through the light before them just little common things all of these things so the smallest thing can be a gift part of the gift part of a ministry amen so no part of the body is more important than any other part okay and some people don't understand that some people in the body they keep looking at like parts where you know everyone says oh that's a really nice part i sure you know and people get jealous of other parts, or people, I'd sure like to be a, that part or whatever, but God needs everybody to be in their part, and you might not be in your part forever. You might be, you know, God can use you to bring you to something else. Amen, because as you grow, you know, God opens the door. I'll Be faithful. What, what did the guy tell him? You know, well done, good and faithful servant. You're faithful in a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. You'll get more gifts, better, different gifts. So Paul talked about the body. 1 Corinthians 12, 14. He said, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, am I not part of the body? Is it therefore not part of the body? No. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? No. If the whole body were an eye, First of all, just think about that. The whole what's a big, big eyeball, you know? What you doing? You know, an eyeball with the leash walking the dog down the sidewalk? I wouldn't be on that sidewalk. I'd be like, something scary. The whole bo- that whole body's an eyeball. And I don't know what's going on. Why is that dog even, you know, staying right there? So so he said, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not, is, is it therefore not a body? So if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? Who's going to be doing the hearing part? If the whole body were hearing, who's going to be doing the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of of them in the body, just as he pleased. So what I'm saying is, God, help us to feel, you know, after you to find out what what my purpose in the body is at this time, which could change, but what is it right now? And help me be content and satisfied with it and just go with it. And be the best I can be in that particular part. Amen. Because he said in verse 19, And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. Amen. So the whole body can't be an eye or a mouth or anything. Um, And then some people say, Well, you know, if I'm the, uh, you know, I feel like God's made me, um, you know, a baby toe, you know, on the right foot. that's always in a shoe. And so I'm not seen very often and I'm way down there by the ground and stuff. And sure, I'd sure like to be an eye, but you know what? We need the toes. Somebody's got to be a toe. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. And, um, you know, too many people think the speaking gifts are more important than the serving gifts and they'd be wrong. Because if we only had the speaking gifts and we didn't have nobody serving, no nobody cleaning, nobody, you know, just doing humble things or whatever, uh, you know, that are behind the scenes and no one even hardly knows what's going on, but you know, and God knows what you're doing. Amen. We, we got to have all of it to have the balance. You know, we can't have one without the other. And it's also very important that we work with and use the gift that he's already given us and start, instead of trying to pursue or work with a gift that we haven't been given yet. Well, I'm going to try this eye thing out, you know, see what I can do, you know, and just like jump off. I'm going to jump off into the eye gift, whatever. It's like, well, did God call you? I don't know, but that's what I want. And we, are, we could fall flat on our face. We got to be what God wants us to be. And he'll show us if in prayer, the word he'll show us. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting more and greater gifts but we got, it's important that we're faithful in the gifts we already have, amen, so God can use us in those. In fact, Paul lets us know something amazing about the individual uh, different parts of the body. He said, 1 Corinthians 12, he said, no, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor so the people that think oh man well i'm a toe or whatever or you know i'm an elbow or i'm you know whatever uh you know they they need to understand this out this this verse elevates the importance of the unnoticed the importance of the behind the scenes the importance of the one uh, doing the stuff in secret and god sees in secret and he'll reward you openly god made the unseen even more important than the seen and we got to have it all for the perfect balance. Because you know what? I can live without a voice. I mean, it's not that great. You know, I maybe learn sign language or whatever I got to do. I can live without a voice, but I, you know, I can't live without a liver. And, it, you know, do you see the liver? No, it's in there somewhere in the guts. Like, I don't know where it's at. I mean, I guess it's right there somewhere. Right side. Okay. Thank you. But, you know, but if, I, if my heart isn't functioning right, if my liver you know, some of those unseen things, I'm going to be in trouble, but I can live without a voice. Oh, you know, because everyone says, oh, the, the, the vocal gifts, those are the big ones, you know, prophecy and preaching and and this and that or whatever, singing. No, that's nice, but there's all kinds of gifts and we can feel just as satisfied, just as, just as uh, powerful and great as we can in any other thing. Amen. And, and I'll give you an example. In Acts chapter 6, so the church started in Acts chapter 2, and then shortly after Acts chapter 6, there was already a little commotion. I guess what happened, if you start reading the first part of that chapter, there was a bunch of widows um, that were being neglected in the daily administration or administration uh, that needed like someone to uh, take care of them. Um because, you know, there were certain widows that had no family members that the church was going to take care of. That's what the Bible talks about, you know, when if, you know, if there's a widow and a family, you know, if there's still family, the family takes care of, of widows and situations. But sometimes when there's nobody and they don't have anybody, then the Bible said that the church would help them out and stuff. And that's what they were talking about here. And they find that uh, that the, the apostles that the, that were over the church there they saw that they they were being neglected. And so what they did was uh, they said, you know what, we need to do something about it. So Acts chapter six, verse three said, therefore, brethren, and this is the apostles talking, seek out among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. What business? To take care of the widows. You know, some people say, well, I don't want that gift you know, but these were, they said, we don't want to, you know, get just anybody, you know, whatever. They wanted seven people of good reputation, full of the spirit, even to take care of the widows. That's how important, you know, of course you read the Bible, the widows are mentioned. God watches over the widows and he, he's concerned about who does what to the widows. The poor are mentioned and God cares about the poor and the orphans or the fatherless are mentioned, and God cares about them. Amen. And so the apostles knew that, that the widows were one of God's uh, special people, groups of people that needed to be taken care of. And so they, uh, they chose seven men. The apostles laid their hands on them and commissioned them to serve, and their gift was to serve the widows. Amen. Acts chapter 6, verse 7, then we find that one of these seven uh, men was named Stephen. And he, so he was to take care, his gift was to take care of the widows at that particular time in his walk with God, along with these other six guys. Amen. And the Bible said that after they chose the seven men to take care of the widows, something great happened. The very next verse, after they lay hands on him, said, all right, go and start doing it. God blessed. Amen. The church and the Bible said in chapter six, verse seven, then the word of God spread and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. There was revival because they were doing God's business. Amen. And then Stephen, who some people say, well, Oh, well, that, uh, the taking care of the widows. Some people might think that's a lesser gift or that's, you know, I'd rather be up front on the platform or I'd rather be doing this or that or whatever. He, 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 he just jumped into it, both feet taking care of them. Amen. And Stephen was full of faith and power and did great wonders and signs among the people. Then he had the opportunity to preach to a great multitude that gathered around. Amen. And so uh, so Stephen, he started off and his gift was to take care of the widows, but because of it, God blessed and God used them in miracles and faith and wonders and signs. And he got opportunity to preach to a crowd. So you see your gift, when you just do what God wants you to do, it opens doors for other gifts and other things. Amen. So we need to remember that these gifts are the ability that God gives us without and without his, uh, his help and power, we will not be able to function in these gifts. And our last verse tonight is 2 Corinthians 3, 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. The gifts are from God. And so this, this lesson and last week's lesson kind of leads us into what, we're ta- what uh, this book that I'm reading is talking about. It's, you know, about intimidation, It's about breaking intimidation in our life because the enemy knows he can't stop God from giving you a gift, amen. So his goal is to hinder you from using the gift as God intended you to do it, amen. And how he does it is through intimidation. That's his primary method. And we're gonna talk about that next week, amen. Praise the Lord.